Welcome to the first episode of Back Bar Presents Bass and Bents. With Tofu Shop, CJ and YJ. And two other hosts, Ava and Jesse. Which will be here for the following podcast next time. But for today, it's just going to be CJ and YJ for now. And we are the one of the residents for the Back Bar Hamilton. Um, CJ, could you tell the viewers what's the Back Bar um, Hamilton? Oh, it's a it's a club that's located behind Outback that plays quote unquote underground EDM music. So, what does Back Bar plays when it comes to music that makes us different from other clubs in Hamilton? I'd say we probably play uh, the heavier side of things. I want to say the heavier side of EDM music, maybe a little bit more lesser known ones. Yeah, I would agree on that. I would probably say bass music. It's more. It's the heavier side of EDM music, which consists of trap, dubstep, drum and bass. But for Tofu Shop, we play a huge variety of bass music genres, pretty much. Yeah, we're everywhere. Um, we're wide. Because we Dali. do we do pride ourselves as being open format bass DJs, mm. but. I would say that maybe our specialty is a little bit more on the trap and dubstep. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I'd say so. A bit of a history on Tofu Shop. Like, how do we get the name and how did this um, project comes into life? I think it came in like 2015 or 16 where I met you at the halls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I bought my um, first, uh, what's it called? The, the DJ controller, like the SS, SB2? SB2, yeah, SB2. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't know how to DJ, so I, for some reason, know you, and then I went to yours, and you taught me how to do it. Uh, I, I remember there's something a little bit more than that one, because I, on. I think we were at the PWC halls. Oh, right. Well, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we were at the PWC halls. I can't really remember what, um, what course was that. I want to say marketing, but... I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Marketing yeah. 151 or something yeah, like yeah, that. I, you know, um, with my laptop on and then I get easily distracted. I was looking at um, my Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at a Hartwell poster, I think. It yeah, was Hartwell. Some, yeah, 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 yeah. Hartwell yeah. posted something and you happened to scroll, off, uh, scroll through his post. And then I saw that and I was like, huh. He's Asian as well. Wonder where he's from. And then I saw your hoodie, and your hoodie said you're, it's one of the schools from Malaysia. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. Just a bit of context about Hartwell. Hartwell is, you know, pretty much one of the biggest names of EDM music, more than EDM music. Uh, but it's not really bass music, so you know, we don't really talk about Hartwell that much now. But yeah, yeah I th I remember that's how we meet, because eh? I was looking at like a Hartwell poster, and then you 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 tapped my shoulder and I was like, oh, bro, you listen to Hartwell as well. Yeah, I mean, CJ back then had a lot of confidence. I mean, you still have, though. Bruh. You're pretty, I mean, you still, you're pretty outgoing when it comes to, like, in back bar and stuff. Uh, but, yes, I do remember, because you got that um, DDJ SB2. Yeah. And then I went to um, your halls, and then I taught you how to DJ. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it happens for a Tofu Shop, eh? Yeah, I think that's how we started. And then we started, like, I think we started meeting the same people, like, Zah and stuff like that. Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same circle of, uh, you know, the DJs at the time. Big, big shout out to Zah and also the 186. Do you want to give a bit of context on what the 186 bro? Bruh. Hamilton history. There's oh. Hamilton history over here. 
186, um, if I recall, was a flat on top of the old 101 building that the council is currently tearing down. Uh, yeah, because they're trying to build a cinema. Was it a cinema? Theater or something like, like that. Like a theater or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it used to be one of the flats there, and that's normally where we would go after town. So that's the kick-ons venue. Yes, 186 was like one of the OG kick-ons place. Yeah. And it has actually quite a bit of history itself. We had quite a lot of big artists um, play the kick-on set over there. Yeah. I remember Boombox Cartel went there as well, didn't yeah. they? And in Sesco. Mm -hmm. But I'll leave the Sesco topic for another day. Mm -hmm. But um, CJ, because I don't think we talk about um, how we got the name for Tofu Shop, eh? Would you tell listeners about that? Oh, uh, so it actually, like, so the name Tofu Shop initially, like, uh, I did it for a meme group, like a Facebook page. I wanted to run a meme page. So I decided to call it Tofu Shop because, uh, you know, initial D. That's why Tofu Shop's marketing at the moment is all JDM. So I guess we are a bit of a, I mean, a bit of our contents are kind of a bit of a tri tribute for Initial D, would you say that? Yeah, or I like guess Or so. like ref creative reference. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll call it that, yeah. Yeah, creative reference, I would yeah. say, yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, we Tofu Shop plays a wide array of bass music genres, which is bass music, which is bass house, trap, dubstep, drum and bass, but I would reckon that we are a bit more specialized when it comes to trap and dubstep. Yeah, I'd say that's normally the main, um, you know, main meat of of the set. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what makes you wanna DJ, and how did you? How did we end up DJing trap and dubstep? Uh, a bit of off, off tangent, but I think we should talk about this one. Uh, yeah. uh, I think trap music has just been like the rap trap, not EDM trap. Yeah, I think rap trap has been part of my life for quite a long time now, ever since like the first Need for Speed game, I want to say, like when TI was on there. Oh, TI, yeah. actually. So TI was on there and then I I just kind of liked the sound and then it just spiraled into looking up on some weird ass website for Waka Flocka Flame and all the mixtapes and stuff like that. So I guess that's where my... um my love for that comes from actually for me though for me i started off djing with uh, main stage house progressive big Bruh. room and Bruh. i actually didn't Bruh. i know hey i mean you <laughs> know we, we've all got we've all got <laughs> histories that we are not really proud of but hey you know i mean Bro, I, what are you trying to say about house huh what are you trying to say about house yeah, why are you not proud cool. of it why are you not proud of it no, hey, so you know, to be fair, that 2012-2013, you know, golden age of EDM, I actually had a good time with that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I actually started off DJing with progressive, electro, big room, main stage house. Yeah. And it's not only until, like, 2017 that I started touching a bit of, like, trap tops and the rap trap stuff as well. 2017? Actual, yeah. I thought you were into it way earlier, isn't it? Like... I was, but it was it didn't really like click that hard to me. Oh, what? It's oh, like I was probably bro. only just like casually listening to it, but I wasn't really like you know, really following the genre that hard or like yeah. following oh, the okay, artists. Okay. I, I didn't know that. I yeah. actually didn't know that. I thought you were into it like around the same time. Like yeah, like I said, I was only just like listening to those and I was just vi vibing with those. Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was only until like 2017 when I started um, mingling around with Back Bar. Mm. Only I started, you know focusing on trap dubstep and some of the rap trap stuff. I would probably say the rap trap that really sticks 
really, really deeply in my mind is actually um, XO Tour Life, Lozy Bird. Bro, that's recent. No, it's 2017. Bro, that's recent. You reckon? I reckon that's still kind of recent. You know what, though? I really miss playing um, XO Tour Life. Yeah. That is... It is a good song. XO Tour Life uh, was one of the staple back bar rap trap yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah. I really miss playing that, honestly. All my friends are bred. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, CJ, what makes you wanna DJ before before we start a tofu shop? Actually, yeah. Um, were you, were you just like wanna try a casual hobby, or would you did you actually wanna try hoping that you know DJing could go off a little bit as a professional thing? I actually, um, so I'm from we're from Malaysia, you know that. Yeah, of course. I have one of my friends in Malaysia who has a, apparently an uncle in Singapore. Yeah, that um, sells Pioneer equipment. Oh, actual. Yeah, so that's apparently how I uh, came across it because I was really into like the hard style stuff. Yeah, and then yeah, that's what he told me. He was like, "Oh, you should check out DJing." So I downloaded uh, the copy of Virtual Virtual DJ, and I just started, quote unquote, mixing with my mouse and keyboard. So that is kind of how I started when I was, I think, around eleven ish. Actual, yeah, shit. but I didn't th- I, like. I, I still didn't understand a lot of the stuff. I just did it because it looked kind of cool, and I can call myself another, a, you know, quote unquote, a DJ. So does that mean that we could get some direct distributor price for controllers next time? Bro, I don't know if he's still in the business or not. But all right. yeah, all right, it was like from so long ago. All right, let's hit up your uncle next time. Not my uncle, my friend's your uncle. Your friend's uncle, all right? Yeah, in Singapore, right. it might be like a few generations removed. All right. Yeah. But did did you had any um like inspirational figures that made you want to DJ? Was it was it Linkin Park actually? Did you, I remember you telling that? Oh you? yes, it yeah. was actually Linkin Park and Slipknot because um, Slipknot. Yeah, well yeah. they have a DJ in there as well, Starscream. Oh yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and Mr Han from Linkin Park. Yeah. So uh, yeah, actually no, you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so the first type of DJing that I got into was actually like one of the um it was called like DMC. So it was like all the scratching ones. Yeah. Like all the battle DJs are supposed to like oh, mixing yeah. in a club. Yeah. Yeah. So all the wicker wicker the that type of stuff, you know what I mean? So that's like Red Bull yeah, BBC like, battle yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That, that that type of um yeah. DJing. So yeah, I think that's really what got me into it. Actually fuck, I didn't I didn't even remember that. Thanks for reminding me. God You're welcome. Damn. Good memories. Yeah, that was that was a nice memory. Um what about yourself? Uh for me though, I actually didn't really thought of DJing until Somewhere in the middle of 2012. Oh, yeah. Because I was actually just only listening to commercial radio back then. You know, huge NPC energy. Bruh. Um, until Bruh. one of my mates back in college, um, he actually asked me if I want to go for a David Guetta and Alesso uh, concert oh, yeah, yeah, festival. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I was like, ah, oh, he, he sells me a ticket. And I'm like, yeah, might as well. Mm. So uh, David Guetta and Alesso was actually the first uh, EDM artist that uh, let me get into my first contact with EDM music. Oh, yeah. And did you know them beforehand or just nah? Just nah, nah. I actually didn't really know like, who, who David Guetta or Alesso <laughs> is. But like I said, bro, I was listening to commercial, well, commercial David pop. Was commercial. David Guetta was commercial. He's a bit more on the EDM side back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, back then we were talking about 
um, you know, in radio, Britney Spears, Jesse J, uh, oh, Black Eyed yeah, Peas. Okay. These are all yeah, the yeah, commercial yeah. music stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I was yeah. listening back in radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we're talking about David Guetta, we're talking about like Metropolis, all these sort of things. Bro, that's old. Old school. Bro. Classics, classics. Bro, showing your age there, bro. But yeah, um, bringing it back to our topic, is yeah, we uh, I went to that um, David Guetta and Alesso show, mm. and I was like pretty much like front left, uh, and I actually had fun because that was my first exposure to EDM music. Yeah. Uh, so Alessa was playing that song, Calling, slash oh, yeah. Lose My Mind. Oh, yeah. I love that song until today, to be honest. And I really, really love that. And that kind of like made me feel, oh, I actually like EDM music. And then, you know, seeing how um, the DJ is like on stage, you know, hyping up the crowd. Yeah. And that kind of made me feel like, oh, maybe I should try DJing. You know, ah, it kind of seems kind of fun, like you know, right, having right. fun on stage and you know, hyping up the crowd as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since then, I also started mixing on my laptop. You know, just with my mouse clicking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's how we all, all we all started, right? Yeah. So yeah, I started off on my laptop with Virtual DJ. Yeah. And also that software called Mix Mi Triple X. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after my classes, I pretty much just go to like one of our recreation rooms and just jam around on my laptop. Oh yeah, and I only got my first controller, which is a DDJ Ergo. I remember that. Yeah, I remember when I was researching for my controller, that was the one that showed up the most. I bought that because of the flashy lights, but honestly, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, back then naive YJ don't know, you know, all this tech stuff, and like, oh, flashy lights, I like that. I'll oh, buy that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I only got my controller on like somewhere in the middle of 2013. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did my. F- I started doing mixes, recording mixes at like maybe end of 2013, 2014. Yeah. And yes, that's actually how I started DJing. And I only started hitting up the back bar. Yeah. At 2015. Yeah. I think we hit them up at the same time. Yes, I think but we did. You had better luck. Time. But you had better luck. Uh, I, I remember if memory didn't serve me wrong, uh. I hit up, I think I hit up Bevan. Was it Bevan? Yes, I think I did hit up Bevan because I did a bit of digging. I was oh. like trying to find out who is who yeah. are the resident DJs of Bagbar. Yeah, and I was like, ah, Bevan Nichols. A bit of context for the listeners: Bevan Nichols is the big dog for the Bagbar, the the manager, basically. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I hit up Bevan, and you know, Bevan was like, yeah, let's try to start something out. And you know, fast forward, here we are, Topo Shop, being yeah. one of the resident DJs for Bagbar. We've come a long way, haven't we? We did come a long way. Damn, bro. Majority of, uh, the majority of the music that Backbow was playing was all the 140, 150 stuff. So a lot of the trap music and a lot of, um, I'd, I'd say, like early dubstep as well. Yeah. Yeah. By early trap, we are talking about artists like R.L. Grime, What's So Not, Flostradamus. Yeah, early Quicks. Early Quicks, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'd say Montel as well. Mon- Do you reckon Montel... It's a bit more in the 2015, 2016 era. Oh, I actually don't know because that's the... So I know the um, the R.L. Grime type of style. Well, I kind of categorize that as uh, American. Yeah. like Kind of like future-based type of stuff. That's like the early stuff. That's what I kind of categorize it in my head. Yeah. But um, what early Montel and like early Quicks to me was more so... Um, the heavier percussion ones. Like it's very percussion heavy. Yeah. As opposed to like melody, 
So like Susu from Montel. Yeah, I think you. I think you're on point that one. Yeah, that I, I always. I always think that's the grassroots um, New Zealand sound. To be honest, when it comes to bass music or trap, like the New Zealand like trap. Yeah, I think I. I think I would agree on that one actually. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for the old school dubstep, yeah, we are probably talking a bit more on you know Net Sky. Has Net Sky made dubstep wave every day? Isn't it? Sunshine every day. No, that's wait, oh, wait. Isn't that isn't that drum step? I call it the same, bro. Dubstep started with 100 BPM. I'm gonna call it that. Dude, wait. Oh I, yeah, that's I actually reckon that's where. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Holding, holding. I feel like when you're talking about old older dubstep, yeah, we're talking about scream. Um, oh, bro, you're talking about Banger, like, Oh, right, okay. Mount Eden. I don't, I don't even think. Bar 9. Bro, did Backbar ever play that? Yeah, I'm sure. Flux Pavilion. Yeah, but that's not the... um. So what the mm, the subject you're referring to is purple music. The early, early dubstep, like UK, UK dubstep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the American one. Once my American kind of took over, uh, when the Americans kind of took over um the dubstep stuff. But that comes after that whole Flux Pavilion phase, I, I still reckon that wasn't a thing in uh, Backbar. It was really like, it was it was really like just in the UK, I'd say. I think we should bookmark this and then we'll ask Bevan and Troy next time when they're here. Okay. And let them fact check this on that yeah, one. Yeah, because look at the first people we got here. I don't think Purple Music was ever played. Because FYI, uh, when it comes to resident DJs, CJ and I are not the first generation of resident DJs. We're like the, the fourth, fifth? We are no, no. We are more like the third or fourth. Yeah, I'd say fourth. Yeah, fourth. Fourth sounds right. Yeah. But Bevan and Troy are the day ones. Yeah. Of uh, Bagbar, so yeah, I think we should let Bevan and Troy fact check us on that one. Yeah, because it's still very niche, bro. It's very, very. That is niche. true. That yeah. is true. But then, moving on to 2015, 2016, you know when um, dubstep kind of got a bit Americanized, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, and like then Skrillex. Yeah. Um, fun fact: We should probably watch that um, doc- documentary of um, all my homies hate Skrillex. Hey, did you oh, watch yeah. that? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I that's feel why, like that's why the, the the stuff that you were referring to, like yeah. early scream and stuff like that, yeah. that's categorized on the purple music, which I think Backbar never really played it because it was a little bit before, um, I guess, Backbar's time. Yeah, yeah. I think Backbar started when Skrillex was uh, Skrillex was a thing. I think that was what they started with. Okay, we will try to fact check on that one yeah, and we yeah, will yeah. come back to you about that. Uh, but yes, we do play a lot of Americanized dubstep right now, which is arguably called bro step, but you know. But I don't touch bro step, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't touch bro step, bro. You know, if, if, if we were to be really, really technical, the dubstep that we play are called bro step. But do you, do you, um, you want to explain what bro step is? I think you could explain that one. Um, so basically my understanding with bro step is, um, I'd say like people like Zomboy. And isn't, isn't that pretty much, you know, more than American dubstep though? Uh, I don't know. But I, I'd say that's like, I don't want to. Oh, coming from me, I f- personally, my opinion, I feel like that sounds sounds a bit old now. It sounds a bit dated. 
But would you okay w- without going to too much deep into like the technical stuff of music? Yeah. Would you reckon like you know the louder side of dubstep is brostep? More colorful, more synths like blazers and pew pews and yeah, stuff. More brawls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, arguably, nah. I would probably say Exition is also brostep. Yeah, I, I think he was one of the one of the bigger ones. Like he he is the one that kind of cement brostep. In the entire scene, I would say. Him, yes. Zomboy, all the, all the OGs and stuff like that. But bottom line, yes. bottom line is dubstep has um, evolved a lot. You know, from the whole UKF thing to yeah, the whole so. Netsky, Nick Thayer phrase. And then to now, you know, Exition, Zomboy. And even moving on to, you know, Rhythm Dubstep, a bit of like Archaeos, Ominous. And even you know, moving on to tear out like Maroda sort of thing. Oh, see that that's where that's where I live. Yeah, that, that's where you live. But yeah. you know, that that tells a lot on what um how open format Backbar is, honestly. Yeah, but and how different we are as well. Yes, mm. and that was that's dubstep. But uh, do you reckon that trap has actually evolved a lot as well, though? I think it did, eh? From what we were listening to before, because before that we were talking about um you know. 2014, 2015, yeah, Stratomus, yeah, 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 yeah. Quakes, mm. Bauer. And uh, moving on, we got, you know, like people like Montel and then Boombox Cartel coming in. Yeah. A bit more on the punchier 808 base. I don't know. To, to, to me, it's more so like there would be people that still make the OG trap sound, which is like the, I guess, the chicken sound, the you know the Jackie sound, the very yeah. quacky ones. Oh yes, I, I forgot say, about Jackie. I, yeah. I would say that sort of sound, and then you have whatever's on Trap Nation. Actually, I would agree. I would agree on the Jackie part. Jackie, I think, does um, shape a lot on how the trap scene looks like right now as well. Yeah, and then um, I think recently, uh, from what I've what I've seen anyway, I think it's mo- quite heavily influenced by dubstep. I want to say it's more sound design focus. Uh, so sound design would be like um like listen to any dubstep song you don't really get that from a piano or like you know what i mean like you have to kind of digitally synthesize that sound yeah so more so on the more on the synth side of things yeah like sharp steps more a bit on the sound design yeah as opposed to like you know how the how the um like how jack you or early dj snake sounds like yeah which i think is a little bit more organic how they get their main leads so to make it a bit more on the layman terms for the listeners maybe yeah. you know uh more louder a bit more louder a bit more heavy hitting when it comes to the bass. More, more aggressive more aggressive yeah more let's aggressive. go more aggressive yeah and cj likes aggressive and even very aggressive and even you know the future base phase on like 2016, 2017. Oh yeah. I'd say Boombox Cartel kind of lead that as well. That, that Super Souls phase, you know? Yeah. Uh, again, we're not going too much into detail <laughs> about what, you know, technical stuff. Um, future base, you know, a bit more on the melodic side of trap, I guess. Mm. And then I think, I think trap is also making a comeback with um, Sable Valley, one of the trap labels in the States. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, They've been really like, because Trap has been down bad for a really, really, really long time now, I'd say. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm glad it's coming back. And Sable Valley is definitely leading the way. Sable Valley is um, R.L. Grimes' label. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. And I would probably say that Sable Valley is bringing up the new wave of Trap artists. Yeah. Um, shaping on how new Trap music is going to look like. Yeah. And... I think it's also a good thing that 
trap and dubstep can just you know like interchange and like intermix so easily. I to you reckon? Fair, I reckon dubstep goes with anything, bro. If you make dubstep, you can make anything. That's my opinion, anyway. Yes, because just a bit of explanation because dubstep does requires a lot of um technical knowledge when it comes to making uh, music production. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, I would agree. If you can make dubstep, you can make a lot of other genres on the other spectrums. Yeah. But what what I would I would say. One really cool thing I like about trap is that trap music exists in all the range of BPMs. Oh yeah, would you agree on that? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say so. Every and to, to, and to I guess provide some context for those that don't DJ. So normally most genres would reside in a certain BPM range. BPM is called beats per minute. Yeah, so like for example in DMB you would normally reside around like eighty-seven or one seventy-four or one seventy-four. And then if you're like trap or dubstep, that's normally 140, 150. Yeah. And then you got like Mumba. 100. One and around 100. And you got like house music, which is- House music, yeah. yeah. 120 so to 130. That's, that's why, um, I guess when you when uh, when we're speaking in this context, the BPM range is kind of, um, you know- But you know, that actually gives me the re- revelation that, you know, that how flexible when it comes to the evolution of trap as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can go on a halftime and everything. Yeah, because yeah. mo- modern trap music actually goes throughout the whole range now. Yeah. And one of the trap artists that I really, really look up to, which is ISOXO and Nob2, I was really, really looking forward to um, that edit that I was really hounding about, which is that Charge. More really tra- um, staple like trap. I'd music. say it's yeah. like an anthem. One of the anthems. Yeah. And... You got you got remixed by Boombox Cartel and then you know Icewaxo got his um touch on it as well. Uh, and that's pretty much like you know one of the, like, the newer trap. Yeah, and there's Alexander Lewis one as well. Yeah, and I uh, we played that at Mardi, uh, Mardi Gras festival, which was last Saturday. Actually, do you want to talk about Mardi though? Yeah. Yo, yeah, it was fun because uh, Mardi Gras was one of the festivals, um, one of the huge festivals um for New Zealand. Mm. And we were lucky enough to be able to play it, um, play at Marty last Saturday. Yeah, it was our first festival that we ever played. Yeah, it was one of the first festivals that we ever played, and it was really hyped up. It was way better than I thought. Yeah, I like it. I really like. It. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, big shout out to Audiology, Georgia FM, Mardi Gras. We really appreciate you guys for the opportunity, mm-hmm. and also um, shout out to Twofold as well. Yeah, Twofold as one of the resident G- DJs for the Outback. You know. Yeah. Good bros. I'm, I'm sure people know who Tofold is. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, just got just share a bit of context for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Mario was really Mario really cool for this year because with the whole um, BNB wave, yeah, that's um, in New Zealand right now. Shout out to Marty for making quite a balanced, quite a balanced um, lineup. Yeah, it's, it's pretty diverse, isn't it? Mm. You, you, a little bit of everything, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted that we stayed. Mainly on the doof stage, which is mainly on the bass side. Yeah. Uh, so who was on the bass stage again? Uh, Twirl, Pauline Her. Yeah, Twirl, Pauline Her. Um, Mount Eden. Mount Eden, yeah. Can I just say that Mount Eden, Mount Eden followed us on Insta, which we fizzed for like five minutes straight. Bro, just five minutes, bro. I'm still fizzing, bro. Oh, I mean, yeah, fair. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to Mardi Gras for hosting such a balanced lineup. Um, this year, which is really cool. So you know how seeing that Mount Eden is one of the OG dubstep artists that influences us. Do you reckon that 
they kind of influence the way Tofu Shop designs music. Uh, like, I'd say yes, because like if you look at our um, discography, I'd say it's it's it it takes a lot from like dubstep, yeah, as a genre, because the stuff that we make is also you know like a hybrid, like hybrid of trap and dubstep. Trap step is what I trap call step, it. Yeah. Trap step, yeah. Trap step is, is what, what we I call it. Because hybrid trap is a whole other thing and I don't like it. <laughs> in in saying that, in saying that, we are not limiting ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. We we like we do dabble between like what we make recent one was like a like a hardcore flip of Muller flip of yeah. Milky's flip. Yeah. A flip of Milky's flip. So the more like the more recent stuff that we made, um I think it was uh, a flip of Milky's flip of Mula by Eliminate. Yeah, Eliminate. Going back to what we were saying, like um, for that flip that we did was it was hardcore, and we did DMB with like TK Dead, yeah, which is another pair of uh, residents at Back Bar, who yeah. I'd say specializes in DMB. So yeah, I think we don't really limit our stuff. We just take cues from dubstep a lot. Yeah, yeah. Also, shameless plug, you know, you could find the Tofu Shop sound on SoundCloud, Tofu Shop underscore Delivery. Yeah, that's right. the same for Instagram as well. Yes. Which you get more updates on. Yeah, find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and soon Spotify. Tofushop underscore delivery. Yep, the back Thanks part. for wrapping up, YJ. So if you want to follow us at Tofushop Delivery uh, on Instagram and Nexus Media underscore NZ on Instagram and the back bar on Instagram. And this is, you know, the back bar presents Bass and Dance. And tune in to our podcast next time. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Woo! <laughs> Your nan.